Welcome back to the 9 to 5 to Rich podcast. This is Josh, Joshua Esters, back again with another episode. Oh man, has it been a roller coaster or what? I mean, these times, these are coronavirus times and pretty soon, within the next couple of days, we're going to have most states um, reopening or partially reopening. And um, these are the times that we're living in right now. The last time I recorded was sort of uh, in the middle of the uh in of the in the middle of the pandemic and um since then I've just been um keeping my head down working focusing on uh family and focusing on working and um you know trying to keep my mind my mind right in the right place and um I got some got some good news. I mean, you you probably have experienced the good news or heard about it yourself. You know, um and the good news is e-commerce is uh e-commerce is blowing up. And uh the trajectory of e-commerce was already um in a upward in a, in an upward direction. But now it's kind of like in this uh, linear or exponential um, direction in terms of uh, how fast um, e-commerce and um, just just buying things online has increased so much. And a lot of people uh, in the e-commerce world can testify that. Their uh, business either um, hasn't slowed down um, or it has increased uh, a, a number of percentage points. And I can actually speak for myself uh, right now. What is it? Today is May. Today is May 9th, um, 2020. Um, just looking over my my numbers for April, uh, I did better in April than I did in May. Uh, excuse me. I did eight. I did better in April than I did in March In March. I did very similar. Um, I did very similar numbers in March as I did in February. And, um, about the middle of March is where, you know, everything started shutting down in terms of uh, the United States, I did I did pretty good um, in terms of sales, even though I did not have um, lots of new inventory. I uh, didn't have lots of new inventory; just the stuff that I that I had um, on hand, you know, was just doing pretty well. And it's safe. It's safe to say that it's going to continue as long as I keep putting in the work, uh, as long as I work hard and, um, you know, spot the opportunities and and keep on learning and keep on growing. It's going to increase. 
So if if you if you if you're listening and you know you may have kind of put one step out of the door when the uh, pandemic you know really hit in the United States, um, I'm I'm telling you right now, get back in, get back in, get back in the door, um, and 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 really go all in. And just go all in on your business. Because if if you do, you would be so far you'd be so far ahead of every everyone else who's trying to get in the game right now. Um, because you have obviously more experience. So, you know, that this this episode is um I'm gonna be talking a little bit about my my insights, um, you know, my business, the things I've been learning over the past month. And also, we're, you know, we're going to be doing a, or I'm going to be doing a rebrand, a rebrand of this podcast. So we're going to switch it. We're going to switch it up a little bit. Um, you know, the last, you know, all of my other episodes was pretty about pretty much about my journey specifically on Amazon and I have um I have talked about other platforms towards the um towards the latter part of the episodes but mostly it was about my journey from um being fired from my job back in 2008 18 um right after I had um right after my wife and I had our third child I was uh I was fired from my job the the day I was supposed to come back so the day I was supposed to come back from family leave or uh paternity leave whichever you want to call it um after having our son um I was told to come in, you know, 30 minutes earlier than usual. And then that's when I got the talk that I was fired. So, um, and then I went all in in e-commerce. Um, I had done some e-commerce previously, uh, the prior year, which was 2017. And I was already planning on getting back in the game. Um, but then once that happened, it kind of just sort of forced my plan, um, you know, a lot sooner, obviously. And, uh, I, I basically did that. I did that full time for about a year and a half. And, um, and I basically documented that journey, um, in those episodes where I talk about selling on Amazon. And, uh, I talk about all of the, I talked about, you know, every month I had a um, an episode talking about the income that I made, you know, the expenses that I paid and the net profits that I got, you know, so, um, if you're an Amazon seller or if you're just interested in just, you know, hearing someone's journey, uh, feel free to go back into those episodes and, uh, take a look at the income reports for, uh, pretty much, I don't know. Uh, I think it's maybe 12 or 14 months, 14, yeah, 12 or 15, 14, 15 months of, um, 
of income reports and uh, about my journey, about my journey selling on Amazon specifically. So the, the rebrand is uh, pretty much where I'm going to be sort of broadening the perspective a little bit, uh, being that I've been in the game for a little bit now, a um, couple years now total. And, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot, seen a lot, lots of frustrations, lots of success, um, and uh, lots of uh, new epiphanies and new paradigm shifts on e-commerce that I'm going to um, rebrand this podcast as the 9 to 5 to Rich podcast wholesale e-commerce where I'm talking about um, basically um, buying wholesale and selling online you know uh, so not just specifically Amazon so uh, previously the the episode uh, previously the, the podcast was called the you know nine to five to rich podcast um, the uh, what was it called the FBA journey or my Amazon FBA journey that was like the subtitle of the podcast, but now my subtitle is going to change to wholesale e-commerce because I, I started off, you know, doing the retail, retail arbitrage with Amazon. And then I moved to the wholesale part of the business of Amazon. Um, and then I moved to the, just the wholesale part of the business of e-commerce. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very uh, interested and focused in that direction. Um, and then also, you know, I may be doing some other things as well, where it's not just wholesale e-commerce. Um, I'm looking into private label. I've been looking into private label for a long time and, um, but just not necessarily on Amazon per se. Uh, been looking at drop shipping, um, uh, selling on my, my own website and advertising on Facebook and I just been I've been looking at e-commerce, you know, uh, once I realized, uh, you know, the, 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 the problem that um, many, many Amazon sellers um, such as myself at one point is the problem is, is we get we get really boxed in in the Amazon world and we don't realize how many transactions are off Amazon, uh, rather it's on eBay whether it's on uh, Poshmark, whether it's on Etsy, whether it's on uh, Facebook, you know, whether it's on your own website. You know, there's, there's so many different ways to sell. And because on Amazon, you can make money so fast, you know, and um, that's what happened to me. You can, you know, go back to my income reports. You can see that I was making money real fast. Um, you could pretty much almost make money. Uh, day one, you know, FBA. Um, well, not technically because you have to, you know, ship it to Amazon's warehouse and and then wait for it to be available. But um, it's it's one of the only one of the only business opportunities that exist where you could just make money. You know, you can make a profit. You don't have to wait five years. You don't have to wait two years. You don't have to wait one year. You can wait two weeks. You know, and and start making money immediately, and um, 
what I was saying is we, we get so we get so boxed into the Amazon world where we think that we think that everyone buys on Amazon, you know, uh, or you think that Amazon is the best place to buy anything. Um, so we kind of create this bias, this bias of uh, selling on Amazon. And that became a problem because I noticed there was just a few problems I was having just in terms of um, control just control of my business. And um, that led me to, um, and, and I talk about this in previous episodes, you know, so, um, and, I, and I, I talk about, you know, just how the, the, lack of con- the lack of control and the lack of ownership I, I had over my business uh, when I was selling uh, primarily on, or selling only on Amazon. So there's a lot of problems that I saw that were that was happening, especially with retail arbitrage and also with wholesale on Amazon. You know, wholesale on Amazon could be uh, extremely challenging, and um, and just a lot of things just didn't make sense. Didn't it didn't make business sense? So from there, I just started asking questions to myself and out loud and searching for answers. Um. And I came across a lot of different things. And that's why right now, my my platforms are, my primary platforms now at this point, at this you know very point right now, is uh, Poshmark, eBay, and Mercari. Um, and, uh, and I have a, I have a very strong presence on those three pr- platforms. Um... So I'm 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 very multi-channel right now. So I'm going to be talking a lot more about multi-channel, about selling off off of Amazon, and just about wholesale e-commerce. You know, I think um, I think um, a lot of people who may listen to this may benefit may benefit if if they were like a wholesale Amazon seller. So I'm going to be talking about the comparisons of um you know retail arbitrage and wholesale on Amazon and the comparisons of that versus just broadening broadening your perspective on other platforms and looking for opportunity opportunities on other platforms so um if you if you are an Amazon seller if um if uh if if you're an Amazon seller you 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 already you you hopefully hopefully you already uh, know and understand the different challenges of selling on Amazon, and you, you may not know that there's other solutions. And that was me. I did not know that there were solutions to these problems. You know, a lot of times, you know, and this is the problem I have with the with uh, with groups, well, uh, Facebook groups rather, specifically Amazon Facebook groups is you know you you go on and you might express some level of frustration and then you get a lot of backlash where it's like well uh people say like oh it's uh that's just that's just amazon deal with deal with it or 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 get off the platform just deal with it it's just amazon and you know um just deal with it that isn't that that doesn't that's not what entrepreneurs do you know uh entrepreneurs just don't deal with it you know um, if they see an issue, they see a problem, they try to solve the problem. 
And um, so I noticed that there's just a lot of people who are just kind of just laying down to the uh, to the to the Amazon gods, you know, or, um, um, you know, laying down to the Amazon gods. And and a lot of these people in in these groups, they're they're not entrepreneurs. They're not entrepreneurs. You know, Um, they don't they don't train their minds to be entrepreneurs. They just train themselves to be Amazon sellers. And, um, you know, there's just a number of problems with that that I talked in other episodes. I, w- I won't get too deep into that right now. But because my journey, my, my, my Amazon journey has led me to where I am now, uh, which is just, um, n- which is being not primarily on Amazon. And maybe um, just right before I recorded the last podcast, I had... Um, I had canceled my monthly subscription to Amazon, the, the $40 a month, because I wasn't selling anything on Amazon, really. Um, I have a few products that I do sell on Amazon. They're just, you know, set it, set it and forget it products. I'm the only person on the listing. Or if, if, I, if, if there is someone else, it's not, you know, it's not really anything, um, anything crazy. It's not a super hot product or anything like that. But um, I do occasionally get sales on Amazon. So I, even though I don't have my pro subscription, you can still make sales on Amazon, you know, um, but I obviously merchant fulfill them. Um, I don't have anything FBA. I haven't had anything FBA for, uh, a very long time now, a couple of months maybe. Um, and I never thought that, that I never thought that it happened that way. You know, I never thought that I wouldn't be selling FBA, you know, but once I got a taste of the outside world and once I got a taste of being able to um, control my business and be able to um, actually run a um, a business, um, um, it became that way, you know, so uh, I do everything is merchant fulfill. I fulfill every item. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that I, it doesn't mean that it will be this way forever, but this is the next step, uh, up for me, you know? Um, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that I will not, it doesn't mean that I don't like Amazon or I will never sell on Amazon because, um, I've seen it. I've seen a few opportunities where I may be going FBA a little bit. Um, I'm not in a rush. I'm not, it has to be. This this opportunity that I'm uh, that I am uh, scoping out, um, it, it has to. It really has to. It really has to. The, the 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 profits, the benefits, really, really, really have to outweigh the the negatives. Because honestly, I'm no rush to send anything FBA. I don't want Amazon controlling my inventory. Because once you send it FBA, it's not yours anymore. You know, um, like for example, I, I don't deal with returns right now. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with them. And that was one of the, the, the things that I didn't really like about Amazon is like, I'll get some returns and I have to, you know, do a, uh, re- removal order off of Amazon and get them sent back to me. And, you know, they're just damaged and, and they're no good anymore. So I have to basically write it off. Um, and at the time, you know, I didn't really have the interest or, uh, or, or ability really to just like start just posting used, used items, 
on other platforms like that, that, that didn't fit to my, it didn't fit into my wheelhouse and it also didn't fit into my schedule. I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, so, you know, um, I, I'm looking at a few opportunities, uh, to, to jump back on Amazon. And for me, it's just, it's at this point, it's icing on the cake. You know, now that I understand Amazon and, um, I understand it and uh, I understand the pitfalls. I want to avoid those pitfalls. I only want to do it if there's icing on the cake. It's just icing on the cake. It's extra. It's um, um, it's a it's a part of my business. I only want to do it if it's a part of my business that's, you know, a smaller part of my business, like maybe 20 percent of my business. You know, probably just overall less than 30% of my business. 30% seems kind of high for me right now because I, I like what I'm doing right now. So maybe 20%, 25% of my business. Um, if it's on Amazon, I'm okay with that. And um, and also I have some, uh, I may be doing some private label on Amazon or uh, maybe some bundling. Not maybe, I will be doing a bundle set, a sort of um, hybrid hybrid wholesale, hybrid private label situation there with the bundles. Um, um, but even then I may do, I, I'll do it merchant fulfilled. And if it makes sense that the volume is, you know, at a certain amount, I can send it FBA. Um, those are, those are scenarios where I would be back on Amazon. Um, as of now, I have no plans, no desire to just jump on and being a widget seller on Amazon. Um, so there's no interest or desire in doing that. So anyways, um, enough about that. Um, a lot of my opportunity right now is on, uh, is on eBay. Actually, uh, eBay has been really good to me. You know, eBay and Poshmark has been really good to me. Um, and, uh, Macari, Macari as well. Macari as well. Um, as of now, Macari is not, you know, it's it's not a platform I could primarily be on. I, th- I think a person could primarily be on Poshmark, possibly, um, but it, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work that it, that's involved with that. Um, but eBay, eBay is much easier than Poshmark. I believe, my opinion, is easier than Poshmark. Um, but Poshmark, for me, for me rather. Is this is just the type of stuff that I sell? Uh, Poshmark has the higher profit potential um, than eBay for me. Uh, so eBay is pretty good, you know. I make sales or whatever, whatever. Um, profits are good, you know. Um, but but Poshmark, um, you could really, I I can I can really get in there and get some real numbers, uh, some real profits through Poshmark. Um, but 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 scaling it is a little bit. I'm still trying to figure that that part out as far as scaling it on Poshmark. That's a little bit tricky. Um, eBay, obviously, you can kind of scale it. You can scale, you know, you can scale easily on eBay. So, um, you know, you know that the 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 tide is kind of changing for me right now. Like I said, I'm I'm on Poshmark. I'm on Macari. I'm on uh, eBay for quite a bit of for quite a bit of time. Uh, Poshmark has been like my primary uh, platform where I kind of sell the most things, you know, and then eBay would be um, and then eBay would be in the background. 
Macari was very strong. Um, but now the tide is kind of changing for me right now where eBay is coming to the forefront. Poshmark being second and uh, Macari being um, Macari being uh, third. Um, so, and you know, I've, I've been, I'm always constantly thinking about other platforms. Like for example, Etsy, there's a possibility of a, um, um, there's a possibility that, that some of my products would do very well on Etsy. Um, you know, I have a few, a few, few products that I picked up recently, um, that may do really well on Etsy. Um, but I'm going to, um, I may just list one of those products, just list one product on Etsy just to see if my theory, my theory is correct. But mainly I'm, I'm, I'm getting, um, I'm getting my system um, because even though I sell on all three of these platforms, like, you know, if you don't have a system, a systematic way of doing it, um, it can get really messy and it can seem like you're kind of scattered across, uh, different platforms. Um, so I'm, I, you know, this past maybe month or two months, well, this past month in particular, I've been really trying to, um, hone in on my system in terms of, in terms of getting my products on all three uh, platforms because I sell the exact same thing on each platform. But sometimes I have some products on eBay that are, that are not on Poshmark and some on Poshmark, not on Macari and some on Macari that's not on eBay and so on and so forth. But um, I've been trying to uh, hone in on my, my system where I have everything listed on all three platforms. Um, it sounds like a lot, um, but when you do it systematically, it's not, it's, it's easy. I look at it as one big thing. See, I don't look at it as three different platforms, you know, uh, I look at it as, as one big thing, you know, so, um, so yeah, and I, I, I don't have problems where it's like, oh, well, this one sold out on this platform or I, I never had, I never have the, I, I rarely, rarely ever, it's probably happened maybe once or twice where the same product sold on two platforms. And the only reason why that happened was because I didn't have my, my system wasn't in place, you know, where if something sells on one platform, you know, I decrease the quantity or if it was only one quantity, I deleted on, you know, uh, the other platforms. But because I wasn't, my system wasn't good, I had a product that sold on a different platform. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, and, and, you know, that was the, that was the only quantity that I had, but I still had it listed on another platform. But because I didn't go back and change, you know, and change it and edit it, um, you know, I had to cancel the order. That's probably happened to me about two or three times. So it's not a lot, you know, um, but when it does happen, it, it 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 feels really it feels really icky. I don't want it to ever happen. So my system has been pretty good in terms of making sure my quantities on each platform are 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 where they need to be. And um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm very I'm very optimistic. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of uh, there's a lot of potential happening. And one of the 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 main things I'm excited about is that uh when i was doing see when i was doing wholesale I, um, 
getting ready to make a comparison. So when I was doing wholesale on, on Amazon, you know, I would, you know, my, my criteria, you know, the criteria is, is so hard to, to find, right? So on Amazon, you want to make sure there's a, you know, you get, you, you gotta, you gotta gauge the sales rank for that particular category. And then you gotta uh, gauge how many sellers are on the, uh, on the listing. Um, and, and then you got to gauge the, 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 the company that sells those products, right? So there's a, there's a lot of different moving parts to, that you have to align. Um, um, and, and it's just not those three things. There's other parts, uh, there's other decision-making factors that go into, uh, choosing a company or choosing a product. Uh, or choosing a company that has products that you want to sell. There's a lot of factors that go into that, that it's hard to um, have a company that meets the criteria to make it worth your, your, your purchase orders and worth your time and worth the investment. But, um, but now, because I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't entertain the products that your, you know, that sell 10, 20, 30 a day. I'm, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. You know, um, I have lots of different products that may sell, you know, maybe two or three a month or even one a month, you know, um, but I have lots of SKUs, you know, um, so I may have a particular company that sells, you know, all these different products but they're not they're not the you know the 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 good sales rank if you look at their sales rank on Amazon they're it's not a good sales rank like uh, a Amazon wholesaler would not buy the stuff that I buy and that's what the opportunity is for me because they're looking at the the high sales rank the million sales rank the 900,000 sales rank or depending on what category it is and you say no to that cuz you want something under 50,000 under 20,000 sales rank and you know you got to have this that and the other these are all like Amazon wholesalers are trying to look for these perfect products these perfect scenarios but me I'm like okay I've tried that and it doesn't work out that well um um so let me go the a different route. Let me go to the to the longer tail the longer tail products that sell you know relatively slowly, um, but you know I can sell one or two of a particular skill and be okay. The only thing is I just have to have a, a lot of skills, you know, which is fine, which is fine. It's fine with me, you know. It differentiates me from um, these other sellers, and more importantly. Um, when you start, you know, looking around and realizing that, every, you know, realizing that there's other opportunities outside of Amazon as a wholesaler, because, you know, I'm talking about wholesale e-commerce as a wholesaler, you, you, uh, um, well, I don't know if you're caught, I don't know if we're called wholesalers, but as a uh, as a retailer, I mean we're, we're we're retailers. We're not wholesalers. We're retailers. We actually we we buy from wholesalers. Excuse me. So yeah, we're retailers. So I look at myself as a retailer. You know. Um. So as as retailers. Uh. As as retailers, you know. Um. 
you become more valuable. You know, if you're if you're looking at opportunities outside of Amazon, you actually become more valuable to the wholesaler, you know, to the company that you're buying from. Right. Because the problem that they're having is everybody wants to sell on Amazon. And now that everybody has been trying it, getting in the game and and trying to sell wholesale on Amazon, these companies are having problems with Amazon sellers because on Amazon, the prices are going down because everybody, if there's if if, if they're selling to five, 10, 20 wholesalers, those those uh, if if they're if the wholesalers selling to five, 10 different Amazon sellers, you know, those Amazon sellers are trying to get the sale. So they're cutting each other by a penny and they're cutting each other by a penny and they're they're go they're going under map pricing and they're having all this headache and 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 from the company's perspective from the brand's perspective the wholesaler the brand or the manufacturer from their perspective is these amazon sellers are driving our value down by driving our prices down and they can never find really good customers you know because um because the 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 good retailers the good retailers who will buy lots and lots and lots from them and respect the brand and sell it on amazon respectfully um, they don't want any, they don't want any piece of those listings because there's no profit there. Right. So these, these, these brands and manufacturers or wholesalers, they're having an issue with selling to people on Amazon, which is why if you contact a lot, if you contact brands, they'll tell you, no, they don't want you selling on Amazon. Yeah. Of course it's a numbers game. You know, some will say yes, but the ones that say yes, they're a lot different than the ones that say no. See, the ones that say yes, and they don't really have a strong brand, they don't care where you sell it. They don't care, you know, and and that could be an issue if you're selling on Amazon, because if they don't care if you're selling on Amazon, that means anybody can get that account and sell the same products. And then you end up in a price war on a listing on Amazon and you end up driving your profits down. So 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 there's a lot of problems with wholesale Amazon if you're not doing it a certain way. Um, and, and what I want to, what I want to talk about and what I want to um, share with the listeners is, yeah, wholesale buying is great. It's amazing, you know, because um, I'm not a product developer, you know, I don't know how to develop products yet, right? But I want to be in the game. I know e-commerce the way I know it, um, it's, it's the thing that I know most in terms of uh, business, I guess you can say. And I want to continue with this business. I, I, I enjoy it. And um, and what I know how to what I'm learning how to do is, you know, take a product and sell it. Right. So I know how to sell a product. OK, so I don't know. How to, I don't know how to make them. I don't, I don't know how to manufacture them. OK, so that's why um, uh, wholesale e-commerce is, is, is great for people like me. Um, who just aren't there yet in terms of, you know, private label or in terms of manufacturing their own products. Now, if you know how to do those things, that's great. I recommend you go, uh, I recommend you go do that. And it, I mean, sure, it's, 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 it could be a recommendation to start doing wholesale to kind of get you to learn the game. If this is assuming, you know, private label and, uh, or, or manufacturing your own products. 
Um, this is assuming that. So if 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 you want to just kind of learn about the game without investing a whole bunch of money, sure, you know, get into wholesale. But um, but if you're like me, where you know you came from retail arbitrage, um, and you know you really enjoyed it, but you had the problem of you 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 hit that wall of scalability in terms of retail arbitrage. The next level up is wholesale. So it's a great business model, but you have to learn how to work it in a way that makes sense for you. And everybody's business is going to be different. Like my business is totally different from from other people's businesses, you know. So the way I do it, that's the and that's another great thing about um um that that's another great thing about driving in the in 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 your own seat, you know, in your own car seat, you know, um is um, you can kind of tailor, depending on the products, you know, you can kind of tailor your business based on, you know, on, on you, on you and your expertise, the things that you learned in e-commerce um, and that work and that works for you, you know. Um, but there's just a lot of benefit, you know, to um, there's a lot of benefit to to someone moving from retail arbitrage or wholesale on Amazon to just wholesale e-commerce, you know, to wholesale on other platforms besides uh, Amazon. So um, the downside, the downside of it is it's a lot slower because, you know, you're, you have to learn, you're, you're learning about the, the niches as you, as you go and you're learning about the customer base as you go. On Amazon, you don't have to do that. You know, you have to, you know, you're looking at data, right? So Amazon is 100% data. People are buying this. The sales rank is this. The the fee, the FBA fee is this. You know, the, the, the wholesale cost is this. My profit is that. And, you know, if it meets a certain criteria, you just go ahead and sell it on Amazon. Pure data. You don't have to really learn anything besides learning how to use the data. Um, but when you're going outside of that, there's going to be data involved, but a lot of the data you're going to have to create because some of the, some of the lanes that I'm in or some of the niches or some of the, uh, uh, brands that I carry, um, did not really have a presence on, uh, on platforms outside of Amazon. So there was not much data. You know, I knew that these types of products would sell on Amazon. That's where I kind of gave. So that's what I, I still go to Amazon to use uh, to to get data in terms of like you know possibility or desirability of a certain brand or a certain type of product. I still I use Amazon uh, sometimes to kind of gauge if I'm going to pick up a new uh, product line, a product uh, new brand. But um, sometimes the data is going to be on you on your sales you know, on the number of views or likes that you're getting on your products on these other platforms, so on and so forth, so on and so forth, sometimes, right? Um, and there's a whole thing, there's a whole, basically a whole decision-making process that I follow to um, help me decide if I'm going to pick up a new line to, or a new brand. Um, also, you can, you can say that to a new brand or a new line of products to sell off of Amazon. So, um, it's it's slower. It's a lot slower because, you know, like I said, like I said, sometimes like a lot of times I'm selling, I'm not looking for things that that 
would sell 10, 20 times a day. These are some, some, uh, some, some products that I can sell that have, you know, maybe sell between two and 10 a month, you know, um, um, or, you know, a, a brand or a company that has lots of different products, lots of unique products that I can sell, you know, um, two to 10 a month, not even 10, 10 is pretty high, like between two and five. Sometimes you get to 10 on a particular skew because of, you know, the, the algorithm gods, you know, lead that way. But, um, but consistently I can say that most of my products sell between two and maybe five. Um, most of my SKUs that I carry have, uh, between, you know, two and five units per SKU that I sell, you know, um, <clears throat> per month. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm into, you know, and it's a different way of selling. Um, I don't hear anyone talking about this, uh, anywhere, you know, whether it's on YouTube or podcast, I, I, I don't, you know, um, and, um, and you know, there's always a level, there's always a level up, you know, and then, and then once I, once I level up, whatever the next level up is, for me, you know, um, I'm going to be talking and sharing it, sharing those things, you know? So, um, so yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the rebrand, the rebrand of the podcast, wholesale e-commerce. Uh, we are living in, in very, very unprecedented, unprecedented times. Um, and I was, um, I was very worried at first, uh, about, about business, um, very, very worried. So I went through a lot of different stages of, uh, of, of mental states in terms of everything and how everything was going. Um, I didn't know that I didn't, uh, had no idea that my, my, if my business was going to fail or not. Um, but then when I started realizing that, you know, wait, Hey, we're, we're in e-commerce. We have to be, um, we have to be very thankful and, and, and grateful that we're in e-commerce, you know, because a lot of businesses are struggling. Um, a lot of businesses in the physical, physical world are struggling. If you have a brick and mortar and, you know, you have the, you have that mortgage, you have those employees and you have that overhead, you basically have that overhead, that fixed overhead. Um, those businesses are really struggling, you know? And most of the people online, you know, we, we, we don't have much commitments, um, not much employees. And if we do have employees, we can maintain them because the business online is increasing. So, um, and, and, and that's where a lot of the buyers are coming. The buyer, a lot of buyers are coming from, from purchasing on the physical world to purchasing online. And you have products to sell online. So... We got to be grateful um, that, that we're in this business, but um, I, I, I didn't know at first, but I, I continue to work. Um, you know, there was times where I did get really, uh, did get really depressed and, and, and really under the weather. I even got sick uh, for a few days, just, you know, not sleeping and trying to figure things out. Um, because I went through a lot of stages. I went through a lot of mental stages and I came out with a lot of new, uh, strategy, um, in terms of business and entrepreneurship that I'm, um, that I'm going to be taking on that I think I talked about last episode. It's just 
I'm just like diversifying, you know, diversifying your income streams and um, and really uh, honing down on um, niches and serving niches and honing down on control and ownership, getting closer to those things. I think when we get closer to control and ownership of our businesses, we we become more profitable. We become more happy about what we're doing. Um, and if you're on Amazon, you you know what Amazon, a lot of e-commerce Amazon sellers they've been hit, getting hit hard too, especially um, if you know if you know what was happening there with Amazon, um, you know. But if you're not on Amazon, and um, um, you know, you're probably doing really well right now, you know, and, and I've been not on Amazon. Luckily I had no products, uh, FBA on Amazon when this whole pandemic started. Um, otherwise I probably, I, I would have, I would have been, I would have been, uh, out the game pretty much. I would have been out the game. I don't have enough reserves to weather whatever storm that a lot of those Amazon sellers had to, or try to weather, um, I would, I would have been out the game. So I got lucky there. I saw the, I saw the writing on the wall, um, you know, six, eight months ago. Um, so, so I'm very grateful for that. And, and that's what I want to start pushing people towards. I want to start pushing people towards getting more control, more control and more ownership of their business. That's what real entrepreneurs do. You know, they either have control or they even have, either have ownership, um, but mostly control. Most entrepreneurs have control of the assets that they, that they, uh, that they have or that they uh, rely on for, for income. So um, let's get closer to control. Let's get closer to ownership. Um, and, and that's what I've been doing. So that's it. That's it for, for now. Um, until next time, and um, in the meantime, stay on the grind and keep your mind on success.